Sam Sports Podcast. So I'm back. I'm talking about the conference championship games. Hua, hua. Did you see those games yesterday? Hua, hua. Broncos, Panthers going to the Super Bowl. Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning, Cam Newton. It's going to be a showdown, showdown. So Broncos, Patriots game. Okay. Uh, this is the first game of the playoffs from this season that I've gotten wrong. The first pick I've gotten wrong. Um, okay, a couple of things that I said which were correct were um, DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller, the Denver Broncos pass rush, uh, giving Tom Brady trouble, creating havoc in the backfield, throwing his timing off. Um, that was the key for the victory. They did it. All day, the defensive line was living in the backfield. The Patriots' offensive line may have had some difficulty during the season. Well, they looked downright pedestrian in yesterday's game. Denver Broncos' defense really created problems for Tom Brady. And all of a sudden, magic old Tom Brady couldn't make any passes if his life depended on him. He was missing throws. Everything was off-timed. Uh, Everything was behind the passer. Uh, And even when he did get throws on target, they were in double coverage. I mean, the throws that he had to complete, that he actually did complete, were squeezed into tiny, tiny windows. And uh, Gronkowski actually was able to produce and was able to do some good things, but he was one of the few people on the team that was actually able to get any daylight from an offensive standpoint. Um, Now, Something which I think has been a little downplayed throughout the course of the postseason, which I seriously want to highlight right now, is the Patriots' running game. The Patriots had no running game. Um, I'm going to take a look at the stats in a second, but I believe Tom Brady threw the ball over 50 times again. And that recipe may have worked in some of the previous games, but it did not work against this Broncos defense. The Broncos' number one defense won this game. If you guys didn't watch it, you need to understand that Tom Brady threw some atrocious interceptions. One of them going right to Von Miller, okay? And, I mean, these were, these. he really looked out of sorts. Uh, and the Patriots, you might notice that they did score a touchdown. They had a single, uh, they scored two touchdowns during the game, but they had a single rushing touchdown by Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson, with his first ever career playoff touchdown, He had four carries and eight rushing yards and one rushing touchdown on the day. The only way they got that touchdown was when, okay, all right, here's the play. Peyton Manning throws a lateral to Ronnie Hillman. Ronnie Hillman doesn't catch it, and the ball gets blown dead incomplete, and the play's over, but Bill Belichick challenges the play. They confirm that it was a backward pass and that it's actually a fumble, And the Patriots recover the ball on like the 10-yard line. So that was a bit of a fluky turnover for the Broncos, but it didn't seem to matter because the Patriots ran the ball in, but every other time the Patriots had the ball, they couldn't move it. I'm talking three and out punt, three and out punt, Tom Brady interception, Tom Brady interception. He threw two awful interceptions in this game. And I got to quote Bill Barnwell. He was the guy who called the defensive line getting in the backfield and creating havoc for Tom Brady. And it worked. It worked like a charm. And with no running game to support him, the, the Broncos defense had nothing else to be concerned with. They weren't scared of any of the runners. They weren't scared of anybody coming out of the backfield. So they pretty much just had the lockdown on Julian Edelman and Gronkowski. And that was the game. Now, For the Broncos, I kept saying they've got to make Peyton Manning throw the ball. 
They've got a, the Patriots have to bottle up the run game and force him to throw it. You know what? Peyton Manning threw the ball, and he might be old, he might be rickety, he might not have the arm strength, but he put the ball where he needed it to go when he needed it to be there, okay? When he needed to step up and make a third down play, he got it. There was a few pretty crazy third down passes to, I think he had one to Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, they really stepped up, and it wasn't just... Um, specific guys. Demarius Thomas did not have a good day. I think he had two catches for 12 yards. And let's also be clear, Peyton Manning was not prolific as a passer. He was, he was functional. He did his job. He put the ball where it needed to be, and it really got them to move the ball when they needed it. All throughout the game, the story of the, I kept looking at my wife saying, this is all Denver all day. Whenever the Patriots got the ball, they couldn't move it. And whenever the Broncos got the ball, they did find a way to move it. Their run game was not doing very well at all either. Let's also mention that the running games for both teams did not work effectively whatsoever. A um, couple other storylines to highlight that really stuck out with this game is that, uh, one, the Broncos running game picked up in the second half. In the second half, when they needed to get some big runs and they hadn't had them all game and Peyton had kind of been struggling to figure out how to convert third downs, then you saw C.J. Anderson rip off a couple of big runs. And this was in the third quarter. I think it was there might have also been one in the fourth quarter. Two back-to-back -back plays where he pretty much just uh, the uh, – Offensive line for the Broncos pushed aside the defensive line for the Patriots and opened up a hole for C.J. Anderson. I think he ran for 30 yards, and then he immediately, right after that, ripped off something like a 40-yard run as well. That was when the running game started to really abuse the Patriots because at this point, the Broncos had been leading for mo pretty much all the game. The, the Broncos were leading from start to finish, and um, you really had a sense that uh, this running game was going to just be twisting the dagger into the Patriots. Uh, the other thing, the other storyline to mention here is that um, the kicker for the Patriots, Stephen Gostowski, after the Patriots get that that you know goofy fumble from a Bill Belichick challenge, the Patriots get the ball, they score a touchdown, the kicker misses the extra point. He misses the extra point, so instead of tying the game, the Patriots are now losing by a single point. Now, this would come in later when the Patriots are trying to tie the game with no time left on the clock at the end of the fourth quarter, and they're losing by eight points. Not seven, but eight points. And when they actually score the touchdown at the end of the game to tie it, they have to go for two, and they end up not getting the two and losing by two points. So that extra point, that extended extra point that the kicker misses plays a bit of a storyline in the outcome of this game. Before we get to the end of the game, though, let's, let's go back to Peyton Manning for a second. Peyton Manning wasn't brilliant as a passer, but he was effective. He threw two touchdowns in this game, and this is the first time Peyton Manning has thrown a passing touchdown since November. He threw both touchdowns to the tight end, Owen Daniels, and both of them were pretty. One of them, I believe, was a 21-yard strike where he just found the seam right down the middle, put the ball right where it needed to be. It was vintage Peyton Manning. And at a time when the Patriots' defense was really backpedaling, Peyton Manning started to stick it to him. And then later, once again, the Patriots cannot stop Manning and his team from going down the field. It wasn't a pretty offense, but it was an effective offense. They go down the field. Peyton Manning just lobs another drop pass to the back corner of the end zone. Owen Daniels catches it with no effort whatsoever. And it's another touchdown for Peyton Manning and Owen Daniels. I mean, they looked fantastic. Fantastic. And the Patriots just looked like they were 
I mean, they looked like they didn't know what to do. In the, in the second half, when Tom Brady really needed to get something going, he seriously struggled, couldn't move the ball. I mean, there was a defense was the name of this game. The, deep, the Denver Broncos defense, even the Patriots defense, those were the real stories that came out in this game. And Tom Brady's sort of the crushing defeat, his interceptions, uh, the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos are the number one defense in the league. And, and yesterday, they really showed it against the Patriots, and they dethroned the champs. So kudos to the Broncos. I mean, they really, really showed up and played a hell of a game. Uh, the one thing I can say for the Patriots is at the end of the game, it's an eight-point game. At this point, they've been kicking a lot of... There was a fair amount of field goals kicked. Don't get me wrong. Okay, the, the scoring was not all over the place exciting. Uh, but at the end of the game, the Broncos are winning 20-12. to 12. The Patriots have scored a touchdown and a missed extra point and then two field goals. Uh, and finally, they're down by eight. Tom Brady gets the ball. He's got virtually no time left on the clock. And he goes down the field. He puts together a really nice drive. He hits Edelman. He hits Gronkowski. He takes them down the field. And he throws. This was, to his credit, this was a beautiful touchdown to Rob Gronkowski. There's no time. There's, I think, maybe 10 seconds left on the clock. And he throws a, a pinpoint touchdown pass to Gronkowski in the back of the end zone. Uh, so that's a touchdown. And now the Patriots are losing by two points. And Tom Brady ends up going for it. Um, they go for it. They go for two. I think they tried to pass it to either Gronk or Edelman or maybe even James White. I think they try to throw it to James White, and uh, he does not get it. The two-point attempt is no good, and the, the Broncos end up winning the game by two points. So it was a bit of a heartbreaker for the Patriots there. But after the game they had played, something else to mention in the fourth quarter, the Patriots had two drives that actually started to go somewhere and were really producing something, and they ended up getting to fourth and short. Uh, I think on fourth and one, they went for it, and they didn't get it. So there was a turnover on downs in the fourth quarter for the Patriots, another example that the Broncos' defense was really imposing their will. Uh, and they had another fourth and out when, they had, when the t clock was running out, and it's fourth and six, and the Patriots have to go for it, and uh, it's another incomplete pass. I mean, this was really the Broncos' defense making their mark on this game. So kudos to Peyton and what the offense did and the run game being able to come out. But I think the truth is that the Broncos defense, DeMarcus Ware, Von Miller, Brandon Marshall, these guys came out and bullied the Patriots and really said, hey, we're the team that's going to win the championship this year. You guys have done what you've done all year. You're your run game has, has everything scraped by with the Patriots. The defense, the offense, everybody was just kind of scraping by. And this was where they really got shown as, as having some holes. And, and you got to also look at the injuries over the course of the season for the Patriots. Injuries really hurt them. Deion Lewis was a difference maker in the backfield as a running back. LeGarrette Blunt, these guys are great running backs that were playing fantastic ball for the Patriots. And they weren't there in the AFC Championship game. And you can't just bring Steven Jackson in off the street and think he's going to he's going to fill the same shoes like those guys did. And wow, it was a hell of a game. Hell of a game to watch. Probably the last time we'll ever see Manning and Brady go head-to-head, -head. Um, but it was well worth it. We will see Peyton Manning live to fight another day. He is going to go to Super Bowl 50 in uh, Levi Stadium in San Francisco, or excuse me, Santa Clara, and we will see the Denver Broncos representing the AFC in that game. Now, Let's jump to the second game of the evening, the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. Very, very different storyline in this game. The Carolina Panthers, um, they've pretty much let 
the world, the NFL and the world know that they are here and they are here to stay. Cam Newton, final score was 49 to 15. They dominated the Cardinals. The Cardinals came out really, you know, they had first possession. They went three and out. Cam Newton goes all the way down the field. And they get, and I think that was the Ted get, no, they kick a field goal. They go up three, nothing. Panthers get the ball back. Can't move the ball. And once again, Cam Newton gets the ball. And I think this was the Ted Ginn touchdown where they move the ball down. And I'm telling you, they're doing whatever the hell they wanted on that Cardinals defense. Not the Cardinals defense is not a bad defense, but the Panthers did whatever they wanted. They were running the ball with Jonathan Stewart. Cam Newton was running for first downs with his legs. He was getting pinpoint passes to Corey Brown, to to uh, Greg Olson. I mean, it was really a moment where you started to see that the Panthers are far and away better than just about every other team in this league. And I think right now, my first instinct is to pick the Panthers to win it all this year. And I think I'm going to stick with that instinct. Um, But the Cardinals couldn't stop them whatsoever. I mean, Cam Newton was doing whatever he wanted to do. They move the ball down the field, and they end up doing a, a double trickery end around to Ted Ginn. This was pretty. They're on the 22 yard line. I think uh, Cam Newton hands it off to the running back who does an end around to Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn takes it around the left side, breaks a tackle, cuts all the way back to the right side of the field, breaks another tackle, and runs it in for a touchdown. Now it's 10 0 Panthers. The Cardinals get the goddamn ball. They go back down the field, and I think they turn the ball over. I think Carson Palmer ends up throwing an interception. And then you get the Panthers get the ball back, and this was, oh, oh boy. This was when fucking Cam Newton hits Philly Brown or Corey Brown, depending on whatever his nickname is that day. He breaks a tackle. He goes down the field for 86 yards. 86-yard touchdown pass from Cam Newton to Philly Brown, and it's 17-0, and we're not even out of the first quarter. At this point, you really started to get that feeling like, holy shit, I don't even think the Cardinals are even going to be able to hold a candle to this Panthers team. Um, So then you came back to the Cardinals, and what you saw was you saw Carson Palmer starting to feed the ball more to David Johnson in his running game. The running game, be it throwing to David Johnson or handing it off to David Johnson, seemed to be about the only thing that was productive at all on this Cardinals team. And the truth of the matter is, what I'm not saying is that they couldn't get away from the turnovers. The Arizona Cardinals had seven turnovers in this game. Carson Palmer threw four interceptions. He fumbled the ball twice. And uh, Patrick Peterson, here was another killer. Uh, They actually get a stop on the Panthers. The Panthers end up punting the ball back. Patrick Peterson uh, recovers the punt because it was a pretty short punt, but he muffs the punt recovery, fumbles the ball, the Panthers recover it, and proceed to go right down and score another touchdown. I mean, this was, I think it was, I think at that point it was around 27 to zero or maybe 20. What was the here? Let me take a look here. I'm going to look at the stats right now. Yeah, it was at that point, it was 17 to zero. Uh, the, the Cardinals fumble it again. Finally, the Cardinals get one touchdown. They actually go down the field. Um, they put together a real drive and they end up running it in for, for a one yard rushing touchdown and it's 17, seven, but it still doesn't matter. Uh, the the Panthers score another touchdown. The the Cardinals fumble the ball again. Ooh, ooh, and here was some excitement that happened at the end of the first half. Cam Newton throws a deep interception. Immediately on the very next play, Carson Palmer throws a deep interception. So they were trading interceptions before they went into halftime. Now at halftime, 
the Panthers are winning 24-7. There was already a sense that this game was over. They came out of halftime. They kick a field goal. The Cardinals can't move the ball whatsoever. They end up, uh, uh, they punt the ball away. Cam scores another touchdown. This time he actually runs it in. Um, the Cardinals get one more touchdown on the day. They put together one last decent drive. Um, and they're finally into the fourth quarter. They score a touchdown. They get a two-point conversion. And it's 34-15. to Then Carson Palmer throws another interception. Um, the, 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 the Panthers score another touchdown. Carson Palmer throws a pick six to Luke Keekley in, 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 in his own zone. He throws another interception. I mean, it was really, at the end of the game, it just the wheels came off the wagon completely. When there was a semblance of a chance, Carson Palmer fumbled the ball again. When there was a semblance of a chance, Cam Newton ran it in again. There was one particular down in the fourth quarter where it's third and ten and the Panthers are just trying to run it out and friggin' Cam Newton runs for the first down himself. I mean, he just put it. He just took the ball, put it in his hands, and he goes and he does it. Cam Newton, he had two rushing touchdowns in this game. Cam fucking Newton. It was all his day. Luke Keekley had a pick six for the second straight playoff game in a row. The defense played out of their mind. Josh Norman, I think, picked off the ball once or twice as well. Uh, Thomas Davis had a, a couple of good tackles. Something to know, Thomas Davis broke his arm in this game while he was tackling Darren Fells towards the end of the first half. So Thomas Davis wasn't available in the entire second half, but he's got a cast on his arm, and he is vowing that after three ACL tears, nothing will keep him out of this Super Bowl. He is saying right now, I will play in this Super Bowl. I will play with a broken arm. I don't care. Even Jared Allen, who didn't play this game against the Cardinals, he's going to the Super Bowl with the Panthers. He's got a broken bone in his foot. He doesn't care. He wants to play in this game. The Panthers imposed themselves on this team. Their defensive line was just causing trouble for the Arizona Cardinals all day. They were in the backfield. The pocket was collapsing a lot. It was the same thing. It was like the Denver Broncos defense all over again. Carson Palmer couldn't get any time to throw the ball. When he did have time to throw the ball, there was coverage all over his receivers. Double coverage here, double coverage there. The only thing that allowed them to move the ball was you know, screen passes and checkdowns to the running back in the second half of the game. And it, it was just a, a too little, too late, and the turnovers. The turnovers, the turnovers, the turnovers. Carson Palmer is never going to forget this game. He turned the ball over six times. He fumbled it twice. One of them was a sack where he was sacked, and it was a strip sack fumble, and they were just going to give him the sack, but then um, the Panthers challenged the play, and they put it under replay, and they said, actually, you fumbled the ball too, and the Panthers recovered it. Oh, my God. And the last two interceptions he threw at the end of the game were just, they were just, the game was over at that point, and it was just painful. The Panthers could have kicked another field goal and put 50 points on the board, but at that point they were just ticking the clock out and trying to get out of there. But they kicked the Cardinals' ass from, from front to back. Front to back, it was all, all Panthers all day. And it's exciting because I picked that winner. I wanted to pick that. I want to see the Panthers in the Super Bowl. And um, I want to do a whole podcast where I thoroughly rip apart this Broncos-Panthers game. Uh, my first sneak peek, though, is Broncos-Panthers is going to be a hell of a game. Two teams that have never met in the Super Bowl. Um, you're going to have your last dance for Peyton Manning. My instinct, though, is that I think the Panthers are going to win this game. I think there's nothing stopping Cam Newton. There, there's nothing stopping this defense. Um, it's going to be two fantastic defenses playing against each, uh, each other. And I think that the Panthers' defense has more to show 
than the Patriots' defense. And I think that they're going to bottle up the run of Denver. I think they will cause havoc for Peyton Manning and give him some tough looks. And they're going to be in that backfield and kicking around that Denver offensive line more than the Patriots was, more than the Patriots were. So I think the Panthers have got a lot going for them as they go into this uh, into this playoff. Um, and I, the other the uh, the Broncos, the Broncos, it's, it, they're going to cause trouble on defense. They're definitely going to make Cam Newton earn it. I think it's going to be a closer game. I think it will be less of a blowout than you've seen uh, the Panthers with the last couple of games that they've played. Um, definitely a good game, but I'm still leaning towards the Panthers. It's going to be great, though. Cam Newton, Peyton Manning, those two guys will go head-to-head. It'll be a hell of a matchup. Super Bowl coming up in two weeks, but these two games, they were both they were both exciting to watch. It was probably more exciting uh, to just see the Panthers annihilate the Cardinals. I mean, halfway through the game, you knew it was pretty much done for. It was just exciting to see the Panthers dominate as, as much as they did. Whereas... The uh, the Broncos and the Patriots, that game did not disappoint. I think it was exactly what we expected it to be. Um, probably hoping for a closer game from the Patriots because as close as it was, uh, it, didn't, um, it, it, it still sort of felt like the Broncos were in control the whole day. One last thing I'm going to leave you with. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, in, the la- in this game that they played with one another, I just want to mention that both of them had, in their own point in the game, Tom Brady had a third and ten where that old rickety Tom Brady ran for a first down. He ran for 10 yards. You don't see Tom Brady move like that. And Peyton Manning had a third and 10, and he ran for a first down. Both of these rickety old quarterbacks were able to run for a first down in these games, and that was, that was quite a moment to see them scramble for a first down. And then you compare that to Cam Newton, who seems to do it effortlessly, or whether he does it effortlessly or not, he seems to get hit hard, and it doesn't seem to matter whatsoever. God, that guy's an exciting player. Wow. So, thanks for jumping in. These were the games. I hope you watched them. I hope they were a lot of fun. Uh, We now have our Super Bowl 50 matchup. The Denver Broncos-Carolina Panthers, probably the eighth time I've said it today. Uh, It's going to be on Sunday, February 7th. It will be on um, CBS this year. Uh, The networks like to change the game around every year. They, They pass it along to different networks. CBS has got it this year. As always... Um, subscribe to me on iTunes, subscribe to me on Stitcher, uh, follow me on Twitter at SmithFaceJones, email me at SamSportsStation at Gmail. I would certainly love to hear feedback. I am getting recommendations. I'm loving it. I wanna, I'm going to be putting out some podcasts um, following some of your recommendations. And like I always say, I love football, but we're going to be throwing some basketball in as well. Uh, stay tuned. Keep listening. I love you guys for listening, and I'm going to keep jumping out, uh, dumping out some content the more you listen. Uh, guys, love you. Love, the fo- love some football. Love some basketball. Love me some sports, and we'll talk soon. Take it easy.